everybody. I am Dry Archuleta. Last ones in podcast. Joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And the ever so rare, my wife, Liz. Liz. That's me. That's you. Um, It's her. It's her. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one that has been asked for by Liz. This is a highly requested Highly episode. requested by one specific person. Uh, it's finally here. I've been reading everyone's comments, and since day one, this was always the comment, the only one we got. It was the big one. It was it was huge. It was right up there for necessary. Right when your podcast started, I think, because I think they came out the year before. Yeah, yeah I think that's, yeah. literally this is the thing you've been wanting to do the entire time. Uh, today we watched Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Yay! A We're movie, so excited. A movie that I have not regarded very fondly. The energy's palpable. Liz loves it. <laughs> In this room. Loves it so much. <laughs> I, I don't know. How how many times have you watched it? I don't know. I don't know either. I've <laughs> walked in on you watching it dozens of times. At least a dozen. At the very least. At least. A baker's dozen even? At, at least a baker's dozen. Maybe two baker's dozens. Very fat bakers as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just learned that Timothy Chalamet also watches movies a ridiculous amount of time, so I don't even feel bad about it. I think it's just your eyes' generation. Okay, you're the same one. I don't. <laughs> you're not that much older than your wife. Like I don't know, eleven months. So kind of feels like a huge 11... gap. <laughs> Robbing yeah. the cradle here. So yeah, <laughs> such a difference. It was great. No wonder your mother didn't like me. Oh, that's just because she's racist. Um, <laughs> so yeah, crazy rich Asians. Um, I've seen it. Four-ish times because of Liz. That's how you know it's a good movie. (laughs) Because he watched it. Yeah. I have been forced to watch it (laughs) four-ish times. We saw it once in theater. Did we see it in theaters? I think we did, right? I I think you did because you guys told me about it whenever you watched it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably. And then Robbie. Uh, This is my first time watching it. I've heard a lot about it, mostly through Liz, but this is my first time actually sitting down and watching the whole thing. Uh, E. Yeah, I've I've heard so many stories about this movie, um, so it's finally great to finally just sit down and watch it. From multiple people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, Liz, what's this movie rated? How long is it? It's rated PG-13. It is 120 minutes, and it is based on Kevin Kwan's best-selling novel, Crazy Rich Asians, follows New Yorker Rachel Chu as she accompanies her longtime boyfriend, Nick Young, to his best friend's wedding in Singapore and meets Nick's family for the first time. It soon becomes clear that the only thing crazier than love is family. What's your APG-13 for? Some suggestive content and language. Okay. Yeah. You do a lot of drugs in this movie. They do a when? little bit of drugs. <laughs> There's some innuendo to drugs. There's implied drugs by the crazy cousin. I think he's just like that. Because he like does the whole (laughs) and like plugs his nose. Oh, fair enough. So it's implied cocaine, but I mean they're so rich. It's just you have to assume they're all just on cocaine constantly. I don't know. Is like cocaine as popular in China as it is like over here? I just assume that cocaine is like the rich person drug. It's this is Singapore though. Isn't it like one of the richest drugs or something like that? It's like the most expensive cocaine. Yeah. 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 So. But well, if you well. scrape like thirty, no, it's way more. It's like I think it's like two hundred one dollar bills. If you scrape, then you can get enough for one bump of cocaine. That's gross. 
because there's just been so much cocaine on dollar bills. This is true, actually. There's been enough cocaine on dollar bills from people that have snorted it that you can actually scrape cocaine off and get more cocaine. Dry's done a lot of research on how Apparently. to get cocaine. I just, one day I'll be rich. And it's going to have to. You're going to have to scrape all the cocaine off your $100 bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like this fantasy where you're rich, you're still like not able to buy cocaine. Yeah. So you have to scrounge for it. Very expensive. You're going to have the servants in the basement like just scraping the cocaine yeah, for yeah, dollars. You're like, bring me every $1 bill from every bank you can find. Uh all That's right. a good conversation for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're watching this, by the way, because it is love month. We've never actually done like a proper love month. The yep. closest we did was an anti-love month. Yeah. Which E didn't really like that. I almost killed no. me. Yeah, E was not happy with that. And that was really early in the podcast. Yeah. Well, those are pretty good movies, though, E. We had artwork so. done for we, them and yeah, everything. Yeah, we have like yeah. a bunch of artwork for them uh, yeah. done by... Uh, the only series we had artwork yeah, for. Yeah, D, yeah. who... Uh, Often on the podcast and uh, fan and on uh, Rando Fido's on our Twitch. Yeah. Uh, so Liz, this disc was also made in Mexico. They mostly are. Yeah. They. Uh, it's. Uh, so this is like a weird collector's thing. I'm gonna go on here. Uh, I don't know what it is, but mo- the the discs that are made in China, because there are some that I get that are made in China, smell really really sweet, and the ones in Mexico smell really like musty. Maybe because the chemicals they're using. This has to be, but neither of them smell like plastic. (laughs) I don't understand what's going into making any of them from different places, but it's very strange. Yeah. I mean, certain chemicals just have a certain distinct smell to them. Yeah. 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 Um, So yeah, Liz, take it away. If you remember the process. (laughs) Uh, Probably. Um, I think we do this thing where people tell us what their first thoughts were that's the thing that's the thing i got it guys i remembered (laughs) so robbie because i could feel when you walked into the house and we told you that it was going to be crazy rich asian that you were the most excited so i would like (laughs) to hear from you first (laughs) yeah you were i saw it it was palpable i don't know if you saw the tears running down my face (laughs) (laughs) you agreed finally okay he probably did this so i never bring it up again maybe until Crazy Rich Asians 2 comes out. It's in production. This one yeah, has I was a baby. Say it's possible. <laughs> it's going to be a wedding. No, I bet it starts as a wedding, and then I don't know what it does after that. Just a baby. That's like it's a book baby. series. It's got to be a baby Mostly thing. A book. How many books are there, do you know? Tres. Nice. Oh, okay. So they're going to have a trilogy eventually then? Maybe. So yeah, it's going to be put up there with like all the most well-known trilogies, like Lord of the Rings, Lord Star, Rings Wars. Star Wars, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was fine. Um, there were some problems with the movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, we'll get into it. We get into like the meat and potatoes of talking about this movie, but it was very well produced. Uh, it was, I want to say it was very well shot. Like the colors tend to pop a lot in this movie. Uh, there are a lot of extravagant shots that they have in this, but like the color grading was done very well in it. Um, the storyline's fine. Like I thought it was going to be almost like a boilerplate level of romance in there, but they did like add a couple things in here and there. There's some stuff that I feel like they could have added into it that would have made it better, but they didn't. Like I don't know. It feels like there's pieces missing to this movie, almost. Like but, your your cookie cutter romance movie things yeah. that are missing, or no, 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 not that. Like just other things that like feel like was part of like another subplot of the story, but just they didn't touch oh. on it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, like, I guess okay. a good example is like like towards the end, uh, between. I probably shouldn't say it for spoiler reasons, but like spoil it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh but like <laughs> some stuff that happens towards the end it feels like there's like an entire section that they kind of glossed over that happened in the background that just they never really brought up it but just like oh the, like this definitely happened because this happens at the very end of the movie but other than that like i said it, it's not as much of like a boilerplate romantic comedy as I thought it would be. There actually were some parts I did laugh at watching with this, and there were they laughed multiple times. Yeah, I, I laughed way more than you would expect. I was yeah, yeah I was counting ease. I was like, I'm gonna count, and I'm gonna tell him, and then <laughs> I, I lost I count. Oh. <laughs> no, I lost count. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I want to say it was like at least six. But I think you got into double digits. Nice. Robbie didn't, but you did. <laughs> Damn, I wish to you could. To be fair, I have a quieter laugh than he does usually. <laughs> um, but no, like there were some scenes that were pretty funny in this. There were like some uh, some heartwarming scenes in this movie too. Uh, there are some boilerplate romantic comedy stuff in there that I just don't because I have problems with like American made romantic comedies in general, but this one didn't really like hit it on the nose as much as I thought it would for that because like it's usually very point a to point b with those ones and this one was different in a good way so yeah. i'll give you that so like not my favorite movie but it's not bad your favorite rom-com movie yes yes i will take victory <laughs> okay on that that it's not my favorite but it's not bad that it's your favorite rom-com yes, that is your favorite <laughs> no i said it's not my favorite but it's not bad is what she i said your favorite rom-com oh you what said, my yeah. i mean i could tell her what my favorite rom-com is but it's definitely a movie that none of you have ever heard of what is it? The Black Lagoon. No, I don't know if that's a rom-com. I don't know if that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite rom-com is a movie called My Awkward Sexual Adventure. That sounds like a movie Daria would know of. I don't know that movie. Mm. Yeah, it used to be on Netflix like way back in the day, but they don't have it on there anymore. You should check. Maybe it's lost media. Could be, actually. Maybe. Lost forever. Okay, I will accept your critique. <laughs> what did you think so you know after hearing so many things about this movie i you know it was like put up there as like some of the greatest works of film uh i think around the same area as ed and Eddie's big picture show roughly thank <laughs> you so much and uh you know because of that there was as so colorful as it <laughs> that's true might be more colorful actually <laughs> uh so you know there was some lofty uh expectations from this movie and you know not every movie can always hit those expectations but i i think this one nailed all of the expectations um i think that in fact it surpassed a lot of the expectations that one would give a movie such as this and <laughs> just shaking his head at me um no i actually i think it's very i think this is neat i think this is actually a good movie i think it does do a lot more than you than people would expect from a rom-com i think some of that probably is from uh you know the different type of what am i trying to say the different like backgrounds of the people who made this so i think that goes a long way um i think it sometimes i i agree with robbie that sometimes i feel like there was probably more to some of these stories than that they gave and it would have been kind of nice to see some of those but uh, I I enjoyed my time. This, there there wasn't like a part which a lot of rom coms have where I'm like, uh, they're doing this thing and they're gonna be like, oh, I'm angry and now I'm not. Which like, I mean, drives like they drives look at me like they kind of do that and like they kind of do, but not not to the extent I feel like a lot of rom coms do. I don't know which angry part. Every rom com has the third act misunderstanding. Yeah, like whenever yeah. I was talking about boilerplate oh. rom com movies. 
especially like in the early 2000s it was really bad to like you know rom-coms were boy meets girl boy does something awkward uh girl ends up finding or uh, finding him charming in his weird kind of wacky way boy does something to have a third act, act misunderstanding whether it's his fault or not then there's like this weird middle part where like you know someone who that they look up to talks to them and then afterwards boy goes and apologizes and like pours his heart out to girl there's a kiss at the end and then they get together like that's most rom-coms especially in the early 2000s yeah so that that's and, why i even like i say it didn't really do it because like there's not really yeah. a misunderstanding in this one there's just like the clash of cultures ultimately yeah. more than anything um class wars class wars yeah if we you know class wars racism all all the <laughs> classics you got there uh a little so, bit yeah <laughs> i mean he also could have been like i don't think they're gonna let us do another one of these because it's definitely a one-of-a-kind and with those kinds of movies, some directors are like, well, fuck it. Let's just do whatever because we might not get another chance or another funding and this movie might flop and that'll be the end of, you know, the chance that we get, mm -hmm. um, especially for like an all Asian movie. Right. I mean, so. apparently they had to fight really hard to have this be an all Asian cast for a movie about Asian culture. What do you mean? How, hard. how are white people supposed to relate to this movie if there's not a white a white best friend that goes with the with <laughs> with her to be like, what what you guys eat crabs off the street? What <laughs> and like, oh man, you put you put fillings in this in this breading? That's crazy. <laughs> there's no slutty best friend. Yeah, which is what usually the rom com has is that like her best friend is slutty. She does all the fun things, and the main girl is boring. And yeah, because you know all the right things. Well, you can't have the protagonist be slutty because if you're slutty, that's just bad. You can't you can't have a negative thing with your protagonist. Bad. I feel like I've watched a rom com, or Liz has been watching a rom com, and I've been there for it, where there was like the slutty <laughs> protagonist. I feel like all that was of them a thing. from the tens, all of them. Okay, there, there was one specific actress. She always played the the slutty best friend in most um rom-coms and 13 going on no like yeah, 13, 13 going, going on 30 and she's in uh the how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah i don't hear talking she's a about redhead that. she's a, she yeah she's the wife of the guy that made this is 40 or whatever it's 40 called. year old 40 version year old and this is 40 yeah yeah uh, i want to say judd wife. apatow that's her name no, that's the husband. I think uh, you're talking about Judy Greer. I have to see her. I don't know. Is she redhead. That's the one. She's not redhead in that one. No, she's blonde, but I think she was redhead <laughs> for that movie. She's redhead in both, um, or brown. But I mean, maybe either way. Actresses tend to dye their hair for roles. Yep. Got to anyway. be a specific way. You do. Um. Anyways, yeah, yeah. This, this is neat. This movie's neat. I, that's exciting. <laughs> I knew E wouldn't hate it. Like, I just knew deep down that E was not going to hate this movie. And Jirai always, always say E would hate that movie or would directly tell E you're going to hate the movie. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't. <laughs> it's just it's just that good. Oh, okay. Listen, Jirai, we, we do have to bring up the fact that your, like, guessing game with me is not on point much. that is true but we also need to bring up the fact that you literally hate any romance thing i show you yeah that's yeah, not true i oh, showed wait, no, him Ro this. robbie showed wrist cutters uh to be fair dry introduced me to wrist cutters 
good one. Yeah, see, so that, that one is a very count. good one. I like that one. <laughs> I still hate you. Why? What did I do? I don't know. I'm just angry. Well, Jariah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. There was one that you thought he was going to hate, but he ended up really liking. La La, 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 La Land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one had one of the best parts of our podcast yeah. where Jariah said, like, I think I know how he's going to feel. So I'm going to, and he talked to everyone but me. Mm. I sat there and when it was my turn to speak, I said, Hey fucker, I quite <laughs> like this movie. It was Judging great. people. Judgy, judge. Yeah. Well, Jariah, this probably is the one of the times you haven't fallen asleep during this movie though. <laughs> so now that you've seen it in its entirety, what do you think? Yeah. Cause it was for the podcast. So I like, have to pay attention. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Liz, if it makes you feel any better, he fell asleep when I showed him the greatest movie of all time, Ed and Eddie's Big Picture Show. Yeah, I did. Yep. Sure did. He's such a hater. He is. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to get the positives out of the way first. <laughs> I do think that this director is very, very talented. They have a great visual eye. Um, they went on to do In the Heights. And that movie just is gorgeous. I want to see them do more, but In the Heights didn't perform terribly well, so I don't know what they'll get the chance to do next. Um, this movie being an all-Asian cast and it being as successful as it was, because it was fucking huge. It almost made like a... I don't know. I don't know, even know how I much... I actually looked it back. up. It's $235 million worldwide. Yeah, like that's crazy for an all-Asian cast of a, a rom-com. rom-com. Yeah, that's insane. Um and without this movie having been as successful as it was, we wouldn't have gotten things like Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, and the incredible Asian casting that we've had since this movie came out, honestly. I think that this movie kind of was a huge doorway to letting Asian culture actually be a part of Hollywood. Big deal. It is a big deal. What this movie did for the community, huge. I think this movie is really fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) I just do. I think it is the most boilerplate rom-com ever. And the only saving grace is the gay cousin and Aquafina. I think those are the only two things in this movie that make it like tolerable and everything else is just so fucking boring. The main girl is so boring. The guy, I don't, I don't remember his name. Nick. Nick. I like that actor a lot. He's so boring. I don't give a shit about him at all. They're just nothing characters. And that's what rom-coms are supposed to be. Because you're supposed to be able to put yourself into the shoes of the character because it's a fantasy, basically. Like how uh, war movies and like fantasy movies are fantasies for men. Like rom-coms are fantasies for women. That's it's just, I think, a fair case to make. I don't know. But like, I just don't care about these characters one way or the other. They could have died in a car crash at the end of it. I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Happens. <laughs> car crashes happen. <laughs> oh, no, they Princess diana her. Oh, my God. Yeah, geez. <laughs> that would have been interesting, Robbie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that better be in the sequel. <laughs> wow. The nation attempt wow. on Rachel? Yeah. Uh, he remembers maybe. their names. He does. Like... <laughs> This shows you how much Eve liked it more than you. Eve remembered the names of the characters in this one. I don't remember names of movies I like. <laughs> it's like, so it's funny because a thing that happens a lot is I'll remember like uh, foreign names in movies that mostly have like white people in them. <laughs> I think because it's like very white people name in this foreign <laughs> cast That's that true. it makes me remember them. They do. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think what, it's just them. Yeah, it's I just Rachel well, and Nick and Ollie. All of, it's Oliver. His name yeah. is Oliver. Mm-hmm. Like, Ollie. it's, it's pretty normal. I, I feel like those would not be very common names in. I mean, Rachel makes sense. She was born in yeah America. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like the young family, most of them, do have very white names mm-hmm. for Ollie. living in Singapore. Yeah. Which I mean, kind of well, is a thing for a lot of like families that are like up and coming or like trying to like international business or people who like are in America yeah. a lot. Do you have overseas. an English name? Right, because it's just like the kind of yeah. thing of like we want people to be able to know who you are right away, and oh, it's so weird for whites to have to know. We don't can't, we can't make the whites learn a thing. <laughs> like, that's a very common thing actually. Yeah. <laughs> they won't. Yeah, they I mean, won't, it kind of is like the one who plays like the very eccentric cousin, the one that was like shooting flares off of that ship. Uh, cause he goes by Jimmy in America, but he grew up in China and that's not his Chinese name, but they gave him Jimmy as an American name. So people would be able to uh, remember it more so much. So he, I, you know, watch the clip wherever he says his actual Chinese name and I don't remember it. It's, it's hard. It's a language. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it like makes... Young or something like that, but it always just makes me think of this thing I was watching where it was a, a Dutch person who had a comic and he, he made it where it's like all the characters talk about their names and he was like ah, you know i just gotta change them and th- one of the characters was just like yeah it's crazy that all these people can remember all these like japanese anime names but they can't remember <laughs> like our dutch names <laughs> yeah that's pretty good uh or like yeah. a real person a real japanese person I, yeah name. <laughs> yeah well this director he i he does a lot of more producing yeah. So he's more of an executive producer. So I think it's nice when executive producers go from that position into directing because they're like in the know of what it takes for the vision and they're they're wanting to work for it. They're not just like, you figure it out, you're the producer and this is what I want, so make it happen. And I think he's able to mesh it all very well. Um is very shiny and pretty, but I assume, I would assume that's what Singapore looked like. Dubai, everything's so shiny and beautiful, so probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I would imagine. But yeah, I think that's why he has his his creative vision, um, with this movie, and in the Heights, because in the Heights is also very colorful. Mm-hmm. In the Heights is great. That, that was just a really good directing choice because that movie needs someone who's really flashy. Yeah, it's a really yeah. Good movie. Mm-hmm. I think he just went back to executive executive producing, but with this movie, also he worked around people's schedules, which is why it took a while to be made. Um, especially the main actress, um, they were waiting for her to like finish shooting something else for her to come and do this one. The main guy, this was his first movie, and he, um, just did like commercial things, and they just wanted to give him the job, and he was like, "Well, let me." We audition like maybe I'm not as good as you think. Like, so we like, actually audition for something they want. Guys, <laughs> give me some credit. <laughs> so yeah, but I I love this movie. Um, I do agree that it 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 has other like lines, um, like timelines and or storylines. I guess I should say that are off of the main one, which makes it different than the other rom-coms because you just focus on the main person and they're only like an hour and a half long and this one's not (laughs) so um but maybe they needed to show how crazy rich they were and 
what the title they actually... doesn't lie. There are some crazy rich Asians in this movie. Yeah. 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 But I guess they all work. Maybe that's what they were trying to... They all do something for their money other than... It almost feels like... Nepotism. <laughs> when he's like introducing them, all the cousins and stuff on the plane. All, all three of them. Yeah. But it, like, it feels like almost like a mob movie. Of like yeah. this is what Here, they do, and here's how they Tony, got there. Like, it's Tony Ravioli. Like it's almost like an Asian Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi. Yes. <laughs> Where do people watch this movie if they want to? So if people want to watch this movie, uh, you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, or Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. Apparently, they show this movie on TBS and TNT if you have cable. Uh, but. Who has that? Um, if you have a premium subscription, you can watch it on Sling TV or YouTube TV, but that's if you have a Hulu subscription. So I think Hulu, if you have that subscription, is the easiest way for you to watch this one. Yeah, I will say it is currently on Hulu. So what is kind of funny is this is a WB film, but it's not on HBO all the time. Yeah, because uh, I know it was on, on Yeah, it was on HBO for a little while, but it's not currently. So counting yeah. on when you listen to this episode or you know, where you might be in the world. Like if you're not in the Americas, like your mileage may vary of watching this movie. Yeah. But it's just weird because even if they do sell it, it stays on HBO. And this one, they don't, it doesn't stay. It'll leave. So it's really strange. Um, I think that I don't get it. I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, discovery merger that happened with it because they're letting go of a lot of things for, monetary reasons and a lot of it's really dumb too because there's like certain shows that will never see the light of day again that were popular because they decided to uh basically cancel them for the insurance money i think what liz is saying though is like even before that they would sometimes have it and sometimes wouldn't yeah and it would just go to like random people they would like license the movie out to random people hmm. yeah but i don't know it's because it's yeah it's on but it's on hulu right now and i yeah. saw it Copyright say, is a weird thing. I will say the I'm glad it's not HR Max anymore because whatever they fucking did to upload that thing to their service was dog shit. They we took... watched the 4K version because... Yeah. Yes. So we own the 4K because <laughs> Liz loves this movie for one and I saw it there. Uh, underpriced for how popular this movie was, I'm going to say. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, we have the 4K because Liz was watching it on Max one day or I think it was just HBO at the time still. Mm-hmm. And... It looked like dog shit. Like they, I learned that they took the sixteen by nine, and they stretched it to be full screen. Yeah, I didn't know. But then they also cut off the edges, so you can't see the full frame, and it looks stretched as fuck. (laughs) It looked like dog shit. Like this is awful. So I went and just bought the movie. (laughs) For the studio that owns it again. Yeah, for like the studio owns and produced the movie, and they just like, oh, let's fucking do something. I don't give a shit. It's so it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon for like streaming services to just fuck up <laughs> random things. So I, I talked about it before, like Simpsons, uh like a third of their run was four by three because it was you know, yeah. it's a pretty old show. Um they just had it zoomed in <laughs> to like make it widescreen. Yeah. But the issue is that fucks up the framing and like there were notoriously a lot of jokes that didn't make sense if you didn't see the whole frame. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why I have the 4K. Yeah. It is kind of weird that they would do that to this movie though considering how important this movie is to Asian culture and how big this movie was whenever it came out. But yeah. yeah. I mean, they only have to care for a little bit. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they don't have to continue caring. 
Much like everything, you keep like the other cultures around to prove your point. But as soon as they start doing stuff, that's when you just toss them away. That's what the government does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why like the Emmys and the Oscars and the Golden Globes, they're colorful every two years. But they're really white for two years. And Extremely. then they're color, colorful again. Yeah, so. they, they know their history. They, they remember when it was... Uh, fucking Clint Eastwood was about to just fight a like Native American teenager on the on stage <laughs> back in the day. So yeah, you know, they remember. Yeah, gotta gotta really invoke the nostalgia from the people. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie, Liz. Get us started. Yeah. So you brought up Aquafina, <laughs> and she's my favorite person <laughs> ever. I could watch her in everything. I don't like her music. Her music is pretty funny. I think. It's weird. Yeah, it's too weird for me. She does like comedy rap, or she used to. I don't know if she still does. I don't think. I think she's too busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, comedy rap's fine though. It's funny. Hers is, hers is sexualized mm. though. Oh yeah, like she does like she's she takes like the Nicki Minaj way of it, but like way over sexualizes it to where it's awkward and like that's her style. Yeah. So she has a bunch of like uh, "fuck me in the ass" because I love Jesus kind of songs. Then basically, yeah. okay. But like I've, taken I've dead serious. That it's that's weird. actually pretty funny. <laughs> I don't. But I love her as a person, and I think like half the world doesn't like her. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. But you know, don't fuck them. Yeah, oh. I don't care. So fuck the haters. I only knew her <laughs> from Liz talking about her. I didn't. I think this. Is I'll first make time everybody I've ever, know who she is. I think this is the first time I've ever <laughs> seen her. She's fun. I think she's actually really she's fun funny. to watch. Yeah, she um. Is super busy now, but a lot of her lines were improvised. So in this movie, I learned, um, which kind of makes sense. I learned that before we before I watched it for the umpteenth time tonight. <laughs> and I was when I was watching the movie, and we got to her scenes and the, some of the things she would say and the way that other actors would react to her. I'm like, oh, I see it now. Like I see, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the clip-on earring thing. Yeah. Was, was one. I was like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't know how to react to that either. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love your so, earrings. Thanks to clip on. They're clip on. That's a weird thing to say, but um, yeah. So she plays Pinklin. Pinklin. Pink. Yeah, Pinklin go. Yeah. So, um, and she's a rich Asian in Singapore. <laughs> so convenient that she had a best friend. A rich best friend in Singapore in the country they were going to go visit. I know that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but her family's so weird. Like yeah. the Australian family. They're very eccentric. <laughs> yes. Which I mean, I guess is fine. Whatever. When you have enough money, do whatever and be whoever you want. It's true. If that's who you want to be, then yeah. Um but I don't know. I don't know what else. That's the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> she visits her friend, and then the credits. I just wanted to talk about Aquafina. <laughs> That's fair. And she's you know? great. And I'm glad she's she pretty like, great. This keeps movie. coming back. Like I, yeah. I was worried she was just going to be in that like intro. Oh no. I thought it was kind of interesting how this movie did start out with, um, oh. well, first the poker scene that happens at the very beginning, and talking <laughs> about like keeping a good poker face for whatever situation you're in, because that kind of carries the theme of the movie throughout the entire thing, but also. One that I thought was kind of weird but does kind of make sense is whenever she's talking to Nick in the coffee house and 
one of the girls ends up uh recognizing him and then like ends up putting on social media like check it out he's talking to this rachel or said her name is rachel chow and then like it goes on to like i'm guessing wechat since this takes place in singapore like the china area and wechat's super popular there no idea no clue some sort of chat app yeah but anyways uh because yeah like it just kind of goes from like point a to point b it just like someone talks about it and someone else talks about it and they find out who she is and then eventually gets back to nick's mom and then nick calls him or calls him saying like hey i heard that you're coming to uh your cousin's wedding with uh with the date i thought you're gonna be coming by yourself yeah takes about two and a half minutes for her to get the info right which i thought was interesting <laughs> for that but then i was like the more i thought it's about so it the more though. i was thinking like how is this guy so big on social media but she doesn't know anything about him but then i started thinking about the difference between you know things like uh facebook and twitter and instagram here in america and things like wechat in china yeah it's very yeah. different social media it is very different considering like i don't think a lot of people even in america know what wechat is no. which is kind of like the everything app in china only one of four. No. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. If we take the statistics from this room. <laughs> You're the one. Yeah, apparently. I do a lot of weird research on a lot of weird things. Yeah. Unlike Jirai, who just looks up how much cocaine you can get off of a dollar bill. <laughs> I didn't look it up. I found out tangentially. Kind of like is going to start giving him advertisements for little spoons again to snort cocaine <laughs> that, that was that was like one of the first ads i got from timu like hey want to do coke <laughs> they know their audience yeah <laughs> give you this plastic spoon for a penny this literally yeah. Like it. yeah it's full of lead <laughs> probably doing coke who cares at that that's point that's the extra bump <laughs> hell yeah double good buy. answer <laughs> what is it family feud good answer good answer <laughs> show he's led yeah so um yeah when you were kind of breaking down the rom-com thing it doesn't start out with like they meet yeah, randomly. like they're already an established already couple. Know. And I did kind of like that they're already an established couple at the beginning of this. Yeah. yeah. There's no meat cute. Meat cute. A little cute. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, yeah. There's no <laughs> meat cute. Like they don't like, oh, we they bumped into like... each other and we both read Dickens. That's so crazy. We yeah, should they, date. <laughs> they don't go to like a barbecue and start eating all the meat. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're cubes instead of circles of meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, they're just already together, which is nice, but also convenient well there's yeah. a lot of story to tell yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of story to tell like and i think that is part of like it feels like there's certain sections that are just kind of like cut out of this one but i do like that they're already established i just think it's a little bit weird that apparently he's super popular and like even if it's just in china but uh like he, even though he's super popular like she's never heard of him until they started dating i'm gonna say robbie His could family. you name like three big people in specifically china can you name one I can't. The first one that actually comes to mind Jackie is. Chan. <laughs> okay, well, Liz wins. <laughs> he left us for China, so never forgive him. <laughs> that is true. He did. He did kind of leave us for China. Yeah, um, well, I think. Okay, downer. <laughs> okay. Liz just wants to run. I guess that also means that Meek Lao would work with like the NBA player because he's Chinese. Yeah, sure. But uh, the first thing that came to mind was I was going to say probably the CEO of Tencent, even though I can't think of his name right now, See, so or the CEO of. Doesn't count. But also, I don't know what he's doing right now. Like yeah. I could, I don't know what he's doing. What I don't know what Jackie Chan is doing. And I don't know what. That's the thing. Or, just being Jackie Chan. No. 
And I also don't know what Yao Ming is doing these days either. Just being Yao Ming. I think sure. I think they're past the point where you do things for money. That is also very true. But uh, another thing that this movie kept on making me think about is like how recently um, the CEO of TikTok had to go and talk to Congress. Yeah, to Congress, and how they kept on trying to like link him to the Chinese government, and he kept on saying like, "I'm from Singapore." Yeah, they kept being like, <laughs> "Are you part of the Chinese Communist Party?" I'm from Singapore, but do you have ties to the Chinese Communist Party? I'm, I'm from, from Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> like it's literally like did you ever like have citizenship in China? No, I have a uh, citizenship in uh Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> I probably like, have more ties to China just by having so many Googles and Alexas. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but like it was, it was. It, I mean, every time there's like a modern thing in Congress, it's frustrating because they clearly don't know anything. But it was so frustrating looking at it because like there are important questions you should probably ask that guy that aren't. Are you the Chinese communists? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how much of our data are you st uh, taking and selling? Yeah. In general. What, can you give us a stat? Just that it. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that we just had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, re in regards to the movie, I do want to talk about the actual opening scene, because I, I think it's pretty fun, which is in uh, 1995. It shows no. the mother going to a... A hotel being like hey i have a reservation in the hotel staff's like uh no you're chinese uh and then just her husband to chinatown buys, yeah go to chinatown and her husband just buys the hotel yeah it's very uh, batman <laughs> mm. yeah I, I just like it i think it's a really fun scene i think it touches a lot on like the you know the racism that a lot of those people will ultimately and still do always face and this is, i just think it's a neat scene i want to bring it up for sure yeah I do. I mean, they have a, they can just say, like, I built your railroad system. And, like, that's the end. <laughs> like, because you did. And now they're laughing because it's falling apart. Yeah. Well, I would. We're too lazy to build it. <laughs> no, so. We just don't give any money to it. Yeah, we don't give any money to infrastructure in this country at all. That's neither here nor there. I think Yay! it's both here and there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Well, that family for sure didn't. They were like, fuck you. He's a racist <laughs> host. And he probably got fired. But also when that scene happens, I always think, like, if I was this lady, I would not fire him and I would just make his life hell. And Like now he has a bellboy service job? <laughs> he specifically has to clean my toilet and I just take a mono <laughs> shit in it every day. <laughs> but, yeah, I I like that. I like the... You know, like the Asia radio or whatever he calls it, Radio Asia. Yeah. Um, because it's so accurate, especially in like family, not like a super rich family, but like just any family. If you have family outside of the country, because that's just how you find out about like what so and so cousin did, you know, <laughs> and so on and so forth, so that you're all up to date by the time you go back home, or go visit or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um. I but it's also really funny because I just see it as like everyone's in this giant group chat and like none of these people are related, but <laughs> they are all in this group chat to make sure they know what's going on with this person that they haven't seen in like two years. It seems like so. Um, but you find out that his girlfriend is an American, a Chinese American, mm -hmm. um, and. Her mom tries to warn her that she might not be accepted over there, and her mom, and the daughter's like, 
Yeah. But that's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'm Chinese. Yeah. I can speak the language. Um, which is true, though. If you grow up in another country, you're yeah. just, you're not good enough after no. that. <laughs> you lose status. Like, people think you gain status when you come to the United States, but it's not true. You lose it a little bit. I mean, it's, it's a thing that I see a lot where it's like, some of the most racist people are racist against their own race. Like, generally, like, uh, it's, it's a thing about, like, Asian people are, like, the most racist against other Asian people and stuff. Referring to, like, Japan and Korea and, like, China and Korea and China and Japan. And <laughs> so I feel like some it's more like a, a judgment thing of, like, yeah. we're doing it better. Sure. You're not doing it good enough kind of thing. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, There's I a lot of history Mexicans there. They're very outspoken, so you just know. <laughs> you just know when they're judging you. I just that's what <laughs> I feel, but I don't know. Nick is uh going back home for his wedding. Uh Rachel thinks that they're both kind of bumming it, but actually Nick is the richest man in existence in the family. Uh and they're going on an airplane and get put into the first class and that's when Nick starts telling her about his family. And it's like the uh, cousin who is an asshole, the cousin who is working on charity, and then I don't know. <laughs> so the cousin with the, the heart of gold, the cousin who always fights with his wife. Like it's an open secret that they hate each other. Yeah. And then the, the business person, the sweetheart, heart of gold, and then the movie maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which only one really matters for the story, but it, yeah, only one really does matter. They feel like they throw away the businessman cousin and the movie making cousin to the side pretty quickly. The yeah, well, like the movie making cousin like has stuff happen to him. The businessman is just a joke, and they just do the joke twice. Yeah, he's just a jerk. Well, just like with the family, like oh, we got to show our best side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They just do that, and then they do it again. Like, think that's literally all he does in the whole movie. Yeah, doesn't so, have much to I, do. I like that actor though. He is fun. What's his name? I don't know his name. He's in uh Shang Chi. Ronnie. Though. Ronnie Shing, right? Yeah, Ronnie Shing. Yeah. yeah. Him. It's just weird that like they singled him out in this intro when he wasn't actually that important to everything. Yeah, it's like there was storytelling. I think neither was the he wasn't even director producer cousin. I think yeah. he wasn't very important either. It's really just one big thing that, like, he's throwing a cog into, like, the family's, uh, how they're viewed. Yeah. And so, like, that's why he is kind of, he's not even important, but just, like, it shows just how mean they are about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you see that before that part even happens, so I don't know. I feel like he's not important either. <laughs> I feel like the only important one is really the one with the heart of gold who's in a troubled marriage. Astrid. I think she's, like, the most beautiful woman ever. She's pretty. She's so pretty. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not in any position to judge. I started okay. following her after this in movie real life. came out, like in yeah, real life or like Instagram. Or... Yeah, I know where she lives. And right, like... to watch. Oh, no. you, when you're doing the podcast, I'm not here actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, on Instagram, and she is very fashion forward, which is how her character is. But she's always like perfect all the time. It's so weird. <laughs> But I mean, you choose what you put on the internet. Yeah. So I mean, you do, but I feel like she she's kind of like um, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, like she can never be ugly. I'm pretty sure. What? Ever. Wonder Liz Woman. Liz has a huge crush on Gal Gadot. Oh yeah. 
thought that was like a phrase I wasn't aware of. You know how Gal Gadot does? Yeah. <laughs> the common yeah. American <laughs> phrase. You gotta Gal Gadot it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, the way I used to say it, I was like, is this some like like 90s doll that's like used to refer to like exceptional beauty or something? Like what was maybe in no, 10 that's years? The she cabbage will be. patch kids. I don't think they were regarded for their beauty. <laughs> that was also before me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she plays the heart of gold cousin, and she's the one that has the most storyline that kind of branches off of mm-hmm. Rachel and Nick. And um, I think it's because she also married a quote unquote commoner, and um, the family doesn't like him. <laughs> so it didn't seem like he knows? was a nobody. He was just considered to be like lesser than the family. I mean, like when military. you're comparing. When you compare it to people who make trillions of dollars, yeah, he's a nobody, yeah. Because like it kind of establishes that he was a captain in the er, in the army, and then went on to be the CEO of a company, and then married her. Like that's how I saw it, at least. Yeah, it's more of, and I think we learned this in the bachelor party, is that whoever they marry has to contribute to the corporation, right, in one way or another, um, financially. And I don't think he does because military is not. And I, I don't know how it is in wherever that character was from. But it's usually very little pay. And I think it's required three years service in most places. It's two and a half years in uh, Singapore. There you go. So, you just know that? Yeah. I think I know because the TikTok CEO is like, I did my two and a half years of service in Singapore. <laughs> I, like, I think you watch this case too closely, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie uses TikTok a lot. He does. He makes it, he's yeah. like, I'm hardly get a cut. I'm it not down. on TikTok that much. More than us. You're on TikTok right you now. guys are never on TikTok. That's why exactly. I'm on TikTok more than you he's guys. on it right now. You guys just No, can't I'm not. See it. <laughs> I'm on the Google page for the cast of this movie. <laughs> no, he's on the TikTok page for the cast of the movie. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's the storyline that branches off. Um, but also the most relatable, which... Um, I don't think any of these characters are relatable I can't relate to a single but... one of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, relatable in the sense that she has empathy, not her trillions of dollars. Yeah, still nothing. um but also it's kind of like a she's very opposite and she's like the the one in the family that knows everything at least that's what i get from her she knows everything but she doesn't partake in like the drama or like being a part of like that social group or whatever and i don't know if it's because people also don't like her by who she married or what or maybe she's untouchable to them in a way but um i think she shows the most empathy especially when it comes to rachel and the mother who at first meet and greet does not like her does not like Mm. rachel at all very Um, passive aggressive to her extremely yes nothing's good enough even though she's like textbook asian dream girl her parents i don't know it's what it seemed like i mean she doesn't have a bajillion dollars so so how dare that she? that is the problem yeah and she follows her dreams yeah you're not allowed yeah. to follow your dreams passion sorry you're not allowed to passion your dreams <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
that's kind of the big sticking point with Rachel and um, Eleanor. Eleanor, um, is that the very first conversation that they really have is like, oh, here's like everything about me, Rachel. I'm a person, and look how and Nick's like, look how cool and successful she is. Like she does all these cool, impressive things. She's like, oh, but she did it because she cares about it, not because she has to do it. No sacrifice ever yeah. made. Yeah. Goes into a whole speech of like, I I was happy about who I was because I knew that it was an honor to do these things that I hated. <laughs> it was very weird. Well, she doesn't even like it's it's the thing of the passive aggressive where like she doesn't even actually acknowledge Rachel basically. Like the whole time she's getting all the food and stuff right. Yeah, she's yeah. throwing demands at her chefs while Rachel is uh, trying to introduce herself. Yeah, basically ignoring her. Just a little bit. But she gets soup out of it. Does she have soup? I don't think so. No, but they all get does food. She order soup. I, the food looks fucking great yeah. in this, by the way. I, I <laughs> joke like it's like a Ghibli film because like there's just like so many like nice establishing shots of all this really good looking food. Yeah, because there's a uh, there's a Singapore street food in that scene, and all that looked like it was very delicious. And then also in the whenever they're they're in the kitchen making all the hors d'oeuvres for the guests and everything, that looked like it was pretty good food too. Yeah, that's actually a very important thing once they get over to Singapore, the establishing scene of like, hey, here's the person I'm going to be the best man to, and uh, here's you meeting, like, my favorite person in the world for the first time. Let's go and do my favorite thing, eating all this street food. Uh, which establishes him as, like, an everyman again, and not, like, the rich person that everybody sees him as. Well, he also is, like, all the, most of these street foods have Michelin stars. Yes. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> he's still pretty rich. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but they go and have all the street food, and they have a a normal human time uh, before he goes to the next day and introduces her to Everyone. all the rich people where yeah. you end up having the soup conversation and whatnot. Yeah. Which I feel like that soup was more or less like, she was like, Oh, you're looking skinny. Like I'm going to have the chefs make some soup for you and you can bring it back home. Yeah, very tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's looking tired. I'm going to have some, let chefs send some soup to your hotel. Yeah. Which is funny, actually, just because you brought up the skinny thing, because they always comment on how skinny they both are, but they're the least skinny of everybody in that whole movie. Everyone else is always, is so thin. Yeah, everybody's very thin in the movie. Not really a fat. There's like two fat people, and they're used as comedy. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I guess. Um, But, so, she meets the family or she meets the mother and then the mother doesn't like her but she meets um ollie at this party as well who is the rainbow sheep of the family how he says it and befriends him because he is super flamboyant yep and the family member that gets everything that he they need so oliver or ollie is the one that introduces her to most of what his family is and that's the thing that is like the conflict because he doesn't tell her anything. He has no like warning to the family or people that he's about to meet. Um, his history at all, it seems like, and um, kind of how the dynamic works within the family, how he's the, he's the prize heir of the fortune that he's about to inherit and where everybody else stands beneath him, essentially. So even like when she's being introduced to all these people at this grand party, she doesn't even really know who she's being introduced to a lot of the time. I mean, she gets the nanny confused, 
the joke is that she gets the nanny confused as the grandmother and then meets the grandmother later on. So Jesus are for the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he essentially sets her up for like failure in a sense, which I can see is like, you know, don't tell them, don't tell her anything about these people, like the bad things so that you can build your own perception and your own picture. Um, but also doesn't set her up like for success, especially when you get to be around other girls. Um, which she faces at the bachelorette party. Right. <clears throat> which is one of the characters, the the bride, the one that's getting married in the movie. She bothers me every time I watch this movie because she changes all the time. Yeah. Her yeah. character is not consistent. No. So she's super, super friendly at the beginning and seems super down to earth. But then the next time you see her, it's at, it's at her bachelorette party. She's a completely, like, different person, a diva, and still, like, she's still super loud. Um, That doesn't change, but it's just, like, she's, a, I guess she is a chameleon, depending on who's in her presence. Yeah. And who she has to impress. And then at the end, she's, like, fine again. Like, she's normal. So... I mean, it's putting a mask on, too, but she's probably my char- the least favorite character in this movie um, just because she changes that way. Um, but, I mean, that's how girls are, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say, I've, I've, I've met that. a lot of people who kind of do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it just kind of shows that maybe she's not as trustworthy as she makes it seem at first, c- considering she changes who she is, counting on who she's talking to. But yeah, she also doesn't come yeah. off as, like, the main villain in this movie, either. Yeah. So, and the... Other thing with this movie is other rom-coms don't have, like, this catty, a bunch of catty women, like, trying to sabotage somebody. And it's this whole thing. Yeah. Um, where they get a dead fish, which is quite impressive, I have to say. Um, I mean, they probably didn't do it, I guess, now thinking about it. No, they're all rich. <laughs> they, so they probably, they probably, yeah, they probably paid a fisherman, like, hey, we need, we need a, a good-sized barracuda from you to, like, so we can cut open the guts on this girl's pillow. It's like, that's fucked up, but you're giving me money. Yeah, they didn't cut it up either. No, I <laughs> um, but it's a scene where I like Astrid again because she's she can be super empathetic and she didn't even want to go to the stupid party and so she's not like them and so she's consistent throughout the whole thing, um, which I appreciate. So, like even like during this time, it kind of shows how empathetic she can be. That she's not going to be like backstabbing or anything. Considering like during one of her lesser moments, she's by her side the entire time, helping her bury this fish. I think the one thing that I do like about this part of the movie is that it was something that Liz brought up earlier, is that it doesn't just follow Rachel throughout the whole thing. So you go back to Nick, and you kind of see his perspective on everything, and you get to see kind of how clueless he is. Like, he didn't not tell her anything on purpose. He he just didn't tell her because he's like, well, everything's going to be fine, because, like, I don't know, this is, like, the life that I know. And, like, yeah, they're weird and, like, terrible, but, like, I don't know, she's going to figure it out, because I, I love think, her. I think he kind of did it tell her on purpose at the start and then just uh, just kept omitting because he didn't need to. Maybe. Like, it's it's later down the movie where, like, he talks about how he loved that she didn't know who he was and all yeah. that. So, like, he kind of It's kind of lying by omission. Her. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I think you get to see the perspective of him just being like, I don't know, this is like the life and I'll just mm. change it because it's easy. And he like doesn't see from her perspective of like she's being pushed into like this whole different world 
and that she like needs help and guidance and he didn't he yeah, wasn't his, there for that that's why his, his best friend basically is like yeah sure like you can change for all this but like what happens to her when she, yeah even just like the start where like you know she's basically unknown and all these people basically dox her yeah. immediately just from a picture yep so like you know <laughs> fuck up <laughs> pretty fucked up that's Not the internet <laughs> no the internet is terrifying mm-hmm. the internet is terrifying but if you get a bunch of women to try to figure out who another woman is that is just hell so you know for the person that's being investigated so um i yeah, that's just accurate. I I don't know. I, there's not a lot of movies that show how women act <laughs> truly <laughs> and how awful they can be, um, which is why I also like The Bachelorette Party, um, because it shows them how how horrible yeah, cause like, they can be to each other. Yeah. One of the characters you meet here is, like, she introduced herself as, like, a lawyer and stuff. And, like, she seems... She, talks to uh rachel like she's on her side and until like they're getting massages and she keeps like planting a lot of these doubts in her head Mm -hmm. and then she just like all right she texts all the people like okay i got it just fucking let's fucking do it kill her basically yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) shit her in the back well yeah because like she uh that's whenever she reveals that like it's not so much that she was a family's old lawyer that she was nick's ex and like how like, yes, the mother liked me so much more than she likes you. I think she's mad that he didn't pick me. And then, yeah, it's whenever she leaves, like, because um, uh, Rachel realizes that she doesn't want to be around her. And she puts in the uh, hook line and sink her into but, the chat. Yeah, to so, like, they put a whoever had the over her. They, like, tie a cement block to the bottom and they, like, toss her in the ocean. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that's good, fellas. <laughs> Little did they know that she was an Olympic swimmer and she can actually swim with concrete shoes on. Well, no, I think she was a witch, actually, because she just kind of floated back up to the... <laughs> <laughs> that is how you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, um, so... Yeah, so we did talk with uh, Astrid. 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 Yeah. Um, her husband's cheating on her. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, like this comes back here too, where after wearing the fish, uh, Rachel's like, "You okay?" She's like, "Yeah, no, my husband's cheating on me," and like, yeah. just a lot, because uh, a lot of with her is that she does just try to keep up the facade, ultimately, which they all do. Yeah, they're all rich people and awful people. Yeah, but uh, she tries to like keep up this facade the whole time, and it's kind of Rachel slowly breaking it for her. Yeah seeing that like you can still be this person you want to be and kind of just live your real life like don't hide behind all these things because when she's with all the rich people she like tries to hide that like she's not rich because she's like trying to be like i'm the good one mm-hmm. and then like when she's with her husband she's like i'm not rich i'm i'm the, i'm i'm over here i'm not the rich one i'm over here <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally not hiding 1.2 million dollar pearls from you right but like she's like in both of her lives she's like hiding who she really is and like yeah. with Rachel, she can kind of let go of all of it. Yeah, I think the advantage, and it hints at the beginning, is that they they were the ones that were able to meet first, um, probably on a business trip or something. But because um, it seems like Rachel already knew her, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she is definitely it's definitely hiding from both and a lot of people. I mean, I think in that family you do. I think Eleanor's the only one that gets to be a bitch and. 
Nobody cares <laughs> because she's I mean, in control you're allowed of to be it. as yeah. passive aggressive as you want in that family. So Yeah. I also but I also think that's like a non American thing. Passive aggressiveness? I, and it's not I, even I like the... so much passive aggressive, it's just like sane. Like they I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I, how to explain I mean, it. Like, I it's mean, just different. kind of how mothers kind of control the uh, direction of the family and like you do this or you do what I say because I'm your mother kind of mentality. I mean, yeah, I guess, but in Mex- I mean, yeah, I think don't. of like your mom always just saying like, oh, hey, you're fat and stuff like that. Just like to <laughs> your face. Yeah, I don't know. I think other countries are just more comfortable with being confrontational, whereas in the United States, you're not. So I feel like that's probably I mean, We had it. a war with ourselves because we were confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. We'll see in a couple of years. That's the repressed feelings. And then they exploded. <laughs> repressed feelings. <laughs> She's not Slavery. wrong. Yeah. She's not wrong. She's just kind of saying it. They and... ignored it for a long time that it wasn't a problem. But, um, yeah. So... It all comes down to, does the mother say yes or no? Because after the bachelor, it's the bachelor and bachelorette party, which happened on the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has to tell Nick all the shit that she went through by herself. And then they have to go and, like, there's actually a one-on-one situation with the family where it's just, like, ten people. Yeah, dumplings. Yeah, that they have to make dumplings for the rehearsal dinner, which is insane. Um, I used to imagine how big it how big it was like to make dumplings for that many people. I, I don't know. It's not to the extent, but I think of your mom also will like okay. make like <laughs> tamales enough, and stuff for enough. like fifty people <laughs> <laughs> whenever we go over for like a weekend. I, to be fair, like there was a lot of food during your guys's uh, reception wedding. after your yeah. wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's just the ants. Like you don't get to do that until you're an aunt. I'm kicked out of the kitchen many times. I know. I'm just not old yet, so I'm not allowed. Well, in. You are an aunt though. I know, but I'm not old. <laughs> She's not auntie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I didn't let any of my nieces or nephews call me aunt. And so that's when my mom was like, well, nope. You're well, not allowed you in there. Yeah, you're not allowed in the kitchen now. Yeah, it's like you're less than 10 years older than your nephew. It's crazy. Yeah. So cray. But she wouldn't um, let us call her aunt, Auntie Liz. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like three. <laughs> Can't it's not okay. It. <laughs> um, I forgot where I was. Where were we? Oh, where, oh yeah. yeah so the, the dumplings. Yeah, the tamales. <laughs> and um, she asks her about the ring, which is when they find out that she was not, um, not the favorite mm. of the grandmothers to marry them or to marry her son or whatever. Yeah. Um, and all of that, but they have a really nice, like she's actually having a good time. So I feel like this is the first time that she feels like she belongs and she's like supposed to be here and it feels normal. And then Eleanor is like, um, you'll never be accepted in this family and you're not good enough. And basically just like throws her down a peg. Yeah. And it seems like she doesn't tell Nick at all, which is probably right. I mean, like, Nick was kind of confrontational just when she was, like, starting to express some of the feelings after the bachelorette party. So, 
I feel like it's fair that she didn't bring this up, especially when like Nick loves his mom so much. Yeah. I think it's him also forgetting that she's human because when Astrid brings up when she asks him, well, did you prepare her for the wolves or whatever she said? Yeah. And he said, no, she's in New York or she'll be fine. I think he underestimates how much, like how human she actually is. Yeah. And will actually has feelings um, as much as she doesn't, maybe doesn't show them later on. I don't know. Or in her whole life. I have no idea. But um, that's kind of when it goes down. And we go back to Aquafina. <laughs> Very important. Very important person. And tells her to play chicken with Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Um, to not serve like a chicken. And so you get the, what is that called? The fa- the montage? Monchong? No, no, montage. No, montage. Montage. Oh. montage is much later. <laughs> yeah. For the dresses. Yeah. 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 So you get the fashion yeah. montage. Where you have Oliver helping her with dresses and the whole team. Uh, I I gotta say, uh, I love the shirt Aquafina wears in this one. That was so random. I, it's a cool shirt. I want one. It looks awesome. It was just rabbits, guys. Yeah, rabbits are awesome. He loved it. As far I, yeah. as the movie. Uh, <laughs> no. To be fair, one of his favorite parts, uh, and it wasn't until even after I described it to him, of um, Promising Young Woman was a shirt that she was wearing in one of the scenes. Which one? The kid that was holding on to an injured deer but had like a gun behind his back or while they're under a rainbow. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I've been on this podcast so like there every movie, almost like half the movies I watch, I'll just interject with something like that. <laughs> just, like, oh new guy. Best yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did know a guy in this. I knew the Aquafina's father. Yeah. yeah. Chang. Yeah. Play Chang community. I, I don't also known as Ken Jeong. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anything he's in, but I so we've watched a half of one season of Community. I guess, yeah. I made you watch it while you played something on the I DS one time. I thought you watched time. The Hangover. No. Not for the podcast. No. Oh, I thought you'd just seen that movie. No. My dad was like watching. Because your dad loves it. I just thought that's why you watched <laughs> that's it. That's fair. I remember one time he was like watching Hangover 2, and I saw like the badly like wrote or <laughs> the badly green screen giraffe i don't remember bad, that one a lot of bad in that movie yeah i don't remember that one uh, but... so that's about it for uh hangover <laughs> well you knew a person i knew a person <laughs> that's exciting and now you found a nude person a nude person a whoa nude. <laughs> i mean there nude I there's a movie? lot nick, of eye yeah. candy in this movie nick like, was nude yeah. in, or no this movie uh, is filled to the brim with eye candy ash's husband was just like taking a shower mm-hmm. naked yeah. in the scene for no reason and they had to like, like really focus in on his abs yeah. for that scene mm-hmm. i'm surprised they didn't fucking pan down but i guess that would give it an r instead give of it an r yep what if they like conveniently like hit it behind the shower rods? you could you could yeah. do that actually some PG like the CGI thing. some steam in there. Yeah, some do that. Only oh, around his dick. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Just a little dick cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie needs a little bit of a dick cloud. <laughs> That's all. We're, we're coming out with some great ideas for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I forgot where we were at. Uh, the montage of her oh yeah, yeah. Dresses. <laughs> where the yeah doing the different dresses and saying about which cool ones are good, which ones shirt. are bad. And... Actually, it probably says something about me in this montage of like a bunch of fancy dresses and like different things. The I remember is the, the rabbit shirt. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I've I, ever known this. I think my favorite scene with Aquafina is whenever she's getting her dress, or she's like pulling the dresses out of the frunk of her car, and <laughs> yeah. she has one. She has one that's labeled as the Walk of Shame. It's <laughs> pretty good. That, that was a really good joke. Uh, she's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she's getting ready for this wedding where pretty much everyone disqualified her from. Like at that point, everyone thinks that they sunk her and she's not going to be there. So um, they get her ready and Ollie and Pingling. Forgot her name. You just gonna call her Aquafina. Yeah, you just call her Aquafina. We often just use the, the so, actor's name. They Sometimes get her ready <laughs> um, to go to the wedding, which is extravagant. Yeah, as fuck. It's a like, cool fucking wedding, honestly. It's, it's just like winning with E. <laughs> it is a very extravagant wedding. Sure, cool wedding in the rice fields. <laughs> um. I'm gonna make you watch the double or product just so you understand how important the red shirt is and like the fashion um stages that like to get there. It? No, there's no bunnies in that one. Uh, <laughs> you would just like that movie. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so the super extravagant wedding, there's she walks through water yeah. or on water. They flood the aisle. There's it <laughs> it's just it's funny because the joke that gets me in this one where they're like, well, we're Methodist. 20 million is our limit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My wedding cost like $2,000 and that was a pretty good limit. Like... To be fair, you guys, you got most of the food was already made. So that's like a bunch of the fee down. Yeah, I didn't have chefs. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that's where they like fall in love all over again because Rachel's at the front um and stands up to Eleanor and um that's when Eleanor realizes like this shit's real and she hires a private investigator to fuck everyone's life over. Yeah. Um and that's when Rachel finds out that the story that was given to her by her mom was not the actual story of her like before she was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz she's been yeah, she's been telling everybody this entire time that her father died before uh, yeah, her father died in a Chinese factory before she was born, and that's whenever her mother went to New York, and that's where she grew up. Yeah, and that's the story she's been telling everyone because that's the story that she was told. Yeah, and I I I really like like the framing of the reveal because uh you know Eleanor asked them to go, and it's like Nick, uh, Rachel, Eleanor, and the grandma, and you know the grandma's like, hey, I like her, but you can't do you can't because that, and Eleanor's like, yeah, she's been lying to you. Because to them, this idea that it would just be something they wouldn't know or stuff is foreign to them. And, like, the only thing they could say is, obviously, they're lying. And you can't have this scandal happen. Meanwhile, at the wedding, one of the cousin's uh, eye candy person is, like, cheating (laughs) on it with a different cousin who's higher up the food chain. Yeah. And also, Astrid uh, basically just kicked out her... Hus- her husband because she knew about the cheating after a confrontation where he's like even after I'm cheating on you I'm not like important enough to just I have to still just be covered up like everything else yeah uh so I, I just like the framing of all of it look good yeah but yeah it seems the director cousin was the one who was like 
humping somebody on the dance floor. Yes. And that's whenever Oliver did like the whole like, oh yeah, by the way, he's not going to be actually be rich. Like he's going to be Penny's dad. Or he's from a family of Penny Pinchers. Him, on the other hand, and points to Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. Yeah, the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> Who literally like hits a woman with a champagne bottle to get that other girl in the... He killed Crap. someone earlier too. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're pretty sure he. Yeah. We're pretty he, sure that he, he killed someone. They went to international waters. They're on like this cargo boat, and he has like a bazooka, and has a woman stand right next to the bazooka as the recoil launches her like fifty feet. She's dead. She's she been had, on a lot of drugs. Maybe she was real loose. She had no clothing on. Basically, like she didn't even have any protection against hitting either thing i think it's one of those situations to where the drunk driver always does great because they're drunk so they're real loose she was probably real drunk so she was probably real loose she's probably fine you know they when i get hit sober i'm way worse at getting hit than when i'm drunk it's just true there actually is a bit of truth to it there really is yeah sad day but it shows how much eleanor also comes into play and um and how much she controls everything and the shit Ollie has to do to like be accepted um with the aunties so mm-hmm. yeah the whole sequence of it is great um and then that's when she doesn't shower or go to the bathroom for like probably like seven weeks and then yeah, it's probably Rachel. like a year at least <laughs> yeah. Rachel's Rachel. in depressive yeah. state she because she goes and runs away to Aquafina's house yes and um then her mom comes to save her at the end but her mom is like no you have to talk to this you have to talk to him before we leave because he's the one that sent for me and i mean he's the reason you're leaving he's the reason you came he's the reason you're leaving so you should probably go and talk to him and he proposes to her and she tells him no and that's where the manjon well whenever you're (laughs) i thought that's what you're saying whenever you got stuck on the word montage so i just didn't know if that was the right word (laughs) and it took me fucking up the word for you to find out (laughs) she gets to use her um game theory brain um on the mother um who thinks she has it all and has a winning hand and um doesn't and she tells her that if she gets the happiness that she wants, it's going to be because of her. And she makes it very clear um, to remember her when that happens. And I think that's when Eleanor was like, oh, shit, I was also the one that they didn't like. And I wanted them to accept me. And I've done all these things to accept me to be in this family or whatever, to be with the person that I actually want to be with. And... She goes and I assume tells Nick that it's okay because that's when he gets the ring. Yeah. Nick, like they're going to go back to New York and Nick's running and like, wait, hang on. Uh, don't go to New York. Actually, I'm going to propose a second time real quick. But when he opens it, it's it's the mother's ring this time. Yeah. So she's like, all right, I guess it's so. The new, it's the new family ring. Yeah. And that was she the part that I was sense. talking about. Like, a, it feels like they skipped over a whole lot with that one for him to get the family ring to propose to her again. I mean... And they just show them in the hotel room. Yeah, it is. It's, I don't. I don't know what else you would really need other than if you want like a direct conversation. But it would have just been like, uh, I guess. Uh, here's the ring. Uh, I think having a conversation right there would have ruined the pace of what it was going for at the end. Because the last fifteen minutes wraps up real fast. It yeah. does wrap up real fast. Yeah. Almost too fast. You get to but. wrap up two <laughs> of the storylines that have been going up. Because, <laughs> uh, yes. yeah, Astrid 
is f- fully like uh breaking up breaking ties with her cheating husband it's like no you get the you keep this fucking hotel room and then you're the one apartment. that bought it and he's like yeah. well where do you live i don't know maybe one of the 15 fucking apartment buildings i yeah. own i don't know find something out dumb bitch i'm yeah. out and then the husband, it's like three mansions probably yeah, the like... husband tries to like spin it that she's at fault and she's like you know i am at fault for having to try to make you feel better and then yeah. uh, she kills him she says <laughs> she says like one of the coldest lines it was like uh you're right i am at fault here because i was out here trying to make you feel like a man and make myself lesser and I should have known that I couldn't do that because I can never make you something you're not. And that's just cold. Yeah. I mean, he's to be fair, he kind of deserved it. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's the worst person in the movie. Yeah. And he's only in it for like five minutes total. That's impressive. <laughs> like they they said they give him like a softball at the start to be like you know he's a commoner too quote unquote and then he's, just, he's like actually I'm the wor- most insufferable person because I'm I'm too <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous of my wife's success. I'm cheating on her. Yeah. Which I hate to say it, like there actually is a little bit of truth of some men like that too. Oh, apparently, sure. statistically, men who do cheat apparently have a tendency to cheat uh, on their wives with women women that are less attractive, make less money, and uh, it was like less something else too. But like the reason why they do that is because usually there's something that they're looking for that they can't find within their own our own household. And in his case, that's what it was. Is like he felt like he wasn't enough in that household, so he went to someone else that made him feel like he was enough. That's not saying he's like right or anything, but like that's kind of yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, in the sense of control. Yeah, and that's control the thing is because like he wanted to feel like he was in control of something and he wasn't in that. Yeah. So he made a lot of really dick moves to try to feel like he was in control. So, she leaves him and also takes her son, which is what I really like is that she defends her son and the son probably has no idea what's going on, and is like you'll see your son when it's convenient for him but not you like he's not changing his life because you fucked up right so um which is hard to do but i mean that's pretty badass because a lot of women don't do it so and once he proposes in the airport and astrid got rid of her baggage they all end up at this party um because they stay in stay in singapore one more night and it's like a surprise engagement party that everyone is there for. Um, and you see them and they just like essentially go through like a victory lap. And Aguafina is there. And so is her parents and Eleanor. And but only for like two seconds to like yeah. get the nod that Yeah, get the approving right. nod of like we're we both respect each other now. And then yeah. she fades out of existence. Basically, kind of does. I hate this scene. Why? Uh, it makes me feel icky just because, like, the whole movie shows, like, hey, look how fake all these people are. And then, oh, we're celebrating now. Like, I, I don't know. I hate it. I do kind of agree with you on that one because he gives this whole big speech about how, like, you know, he has these crazy rich parents in this life that where he they could be billionaires basically, but he'd give it all up to go back and live in New York with her. And then they have this crazy rich party in Singapore with while she's wearing this ring that probably it was worth more than what all we make combined is. Well, to be fair, I don't think like I don't think that Rachel would have minded to give up everything that she had and worked for as long as she knew that she wasn't going to be treated like shit for giving all of that up right. to be with him and have some sort of acceptance in that in that new realm. And 
And I completely can see that. Like, now you're celebrating with all these people that, like, hated you. But to be fair, like, she only she just, hugs the people that she knew yeah, and, like, liked. And, um, I mean, everyone can go fuck themselves because <laughs> she got the ring <laughs> at that point. But, yeah, I get it. I just feel like she's a, I mean, you could be a professor wherever there's right. the university. So I don't think it's that far-fetched to leave everything as long as you're not a complete outsider into the new life that you're about to get into. Cause and that is fair. Feeling. Like, she did want to just be accepted the entire movie. Yeah. She just wanted to be accepted for who she was. But And then there's a stinger at the end that I think maybe Robbie saw. Yeah. But Ian Jirai left. I don't know if Jirai's ever seen it. I've probably never seen it. I've probably walked out immediately every single time. <laughs> I'm sure. Like yeah, there, there is a uh, mid-credit scene. Oh. This. Yeah. So, like, where Iron Man, like, shows up and offers <laughs> yeah. Rachel a job. <laughs> We're making mm-hmm. a new We're team. making a team. Super crazy rich Asians. <laughs> that should be the next movie name. See, here's the thing, though, because there's going to be the crazy rich Asian, there's going to be the crazy rich Mexican, and there's going to be the crazy <laughs> getting, rich Nigerian. all the crazy rich ethnicities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is on the team already. We need the no, no, no. He, he has to be the villain. He has to be the Lex Luthor. God. God. He's a horrible person. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, the singer is actually... Um, it ends kind of Astrid's and her new beginning. So they're at the party and Astrid's at the party and she like eye flirts with this guy at the bar. Um and that's pretty much the only that's what it is. Oh, I mean, I, I'm so, so sad I missed I it. No. So it's almost like maybe the second movie might follow Astrid more. Yeah, neat. I don't know. I mean it is the movie's based off of a book. Um and the other books the second one is called China Rich Girlfriend. So <laughs> That's a weird name. And then the other one is Rich People Problems. I've never read them, so I have no idea. This could just be like, that's their family story. Maybe there's a new family story, and then I have an idea. Yeah, yeah. They, they really wanted that three-word title. Uh-huh. So that, I'm gonna, that second one could have maybe used a couple more passes. <laughs> <laughs> he really liked it. But yeah, I was going to make the joke of like, I think it might have been somewhat of a better ending if like he was saying that he'd be willing to give it all up for her. And instead of giving her like a super extravagant ring, it was just like a copper band to show that like it didn't matter I, if he was poor as long as he was with her. I think, But then that would kind of ruin the idea of a rich or crazy rich Asians too. Well, my thing is, I think that a lot, there's a, most of the issue with like him giving everything up for her is that she specifically refuse that because she doesn't want that kind of like lingering over her because there is kind of he he would lose more than her yeah yeah and uh so like as well as the fact that uh his family is very important to him so like having you know and yeah i get that too like that's why it was so important that it was the mother's ring to show that she was being finally being accepted in the family yeah. But that, like I said, that was going to be my joke of like, if he did that and gave it all up for her, then there wouldn't be a crazy rich Asians too. This is a brain yeah. pop this time. I've seen. Yeah. That's how my brother got propo- proposed to. With a ring pop? Yeah. Which one? Nelly. Strawberry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Who knows if there'll be a second one. It came out right before COVID. Um, movies stopped happening. People yeah. got busy. Most of the people in this movie got real famous real fast. So who knows? I mean, I think it's a good standalone movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if like a sequel would be good or not, unless the books are completely different. But I just don't feel like yeah. you need a sequel to this. Yeah. 
I mean, we might just because you don't want one. So specifically because Dorai doesn't want. <laughs> I just don't think you need. I think it's a full story. But yeah, yeah I think yeah, it is. It, it has it will enough. Be, yeah, it for will you. be interesting to see what happens with it. Uh, but like, I could see a sequel happening, especially for how crazy successful this movie ended up being. Yeah. yeah. So it is very possible, but between COVID happening and then the um the are uh, the strikes that were happening in Hollywood and everything, like it's who's to say what's going to happen in the his or in the future of Hollywood anyhow. Yeah. I hope it explodes. Maybe. So occasionally good. it does. Yeah, I hope it just resets <laughs> and they have actual money to give to the people who make the movies. Oh no, no, it's never going to be that. <laughs> Don't be crazy. <laughs> crazy you gotta keep working class where they're at that's true okay yeah. <laughs> we gotta make sure that the animators can't actually afford to have a house you know if they or can the afford writers. to eat and have a safe place to sleep they're not good animators yeah <laughs> clearly and apparently the same with the writers too yeah you gotta have the struggle to be a good writer yeah kind of do say. actually which is very upsetting <laughs> you don't it's the artist in them there's not a whole lot of writers that are like i was super rich and then i was just good at talking about how problems are like i've never there's i've never seen a writer that's just that that's been that. like you can't be a rapper with a good life no so it's kind of like that that's why every rapper once they start being like i'm rich i don't have any more problems and all their music sucks now <laughs> but it's definitely why eminem started to go down in sales after he got rich right he never talked about his money he no, never was he out never there did. bragging about his money. He was he kept on the same problems that he stuck on. Uh, drugs, my wife sucks, my mom sucks. Yeah. Every <laughs> single one of his things has always been that. Oh, I mean, yeah, actually now his thing is other rappers suck. He always mostly Machine Gun Kelly. He always, he always did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mostly like there's like a huge beef between him and Machine Gun Kelly now. I wouldn't say there's a beef. I think there is a him every couple of months just reminds everybody how much Machine Gun Kelly sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Anyways. <laughs> but Final thoughts. We're at that final stage. How does this go? Say How you, you choose somebody to ask to like. What do you think? Like, <laughs> okay. what are your final thoughts? <laughs> so, because I know everyone's waiting to hear what Jariah's final thoughts are in the movie that, that he loves. <laughs> I am okay. I'm waiting for them. So, Mister, I just want to watch movies by myself downstairs where no one's looking at me. I specifically said I like eating alone in a dark room because no one can see me. <laughs> no one's. You do eat like a goblin. Let's I, be honest. I, I listen like to the podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's time to see whether thoughts? or not tonight Jirai will continue the stream. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians and Aquafina? Aquafina's great. She's super fun. She's gotten in with Disney now. She was in Shang Chi. She was in the what was the dragon one called? Raya. Raya. She's in that. Uh, she's in the new Little Mermaid movie. Like she's she's a Disney actress now. I think it's pretty safe to say. Is that why she stopped doing song rap songs about sex? I mean, I think she just got rid- too I think busy. Yeah, I think her acting career just took off. Yeah, because she did acting. She did that. She did stand up comedy. And I think the one that just took off was acting. So that's what she yeah. went with. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Aquafina is great. Genuinely, she is the shining light of this film to me. Um. She's just super fun to watch. She's super charismatic. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know, my thoughts aren't too evolved on this one. Yeah, just take what he said about Aquafina and apply it to the movie. Okay. Just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I'll I, it. I think this is just a super <laughs> boilerplate rom-com uh, that happens to be directed by a very talented director who really knows what to do with camera and colors. And 
it's just kind of is what it is. There's not not a whole lot. It's not a deep movie. It doesn't go very deep. Mm-hmm. Real rom com. Right. So, Jiraiya's a hater. Robbie, what do you <laughs> Wait, think? You didn't give it a number. You didn't give it a number. Three oh, my. out of ten. <laughs> what? We didn't Ooh, need another number. Insane. Ouch. Robbie. Mostly Liz didn't need to know that. (laughs) So I do agree with Dry about the coloring and the camera work of this. The camera work is phenomenal in this movie. So is the color grading of this movie. I did like the soundtrack of this movie too. uh, How they had like a lot of uh, uh, Chinese, like American songs that were then translated into Chinese about basically money and wealth. Uh, That was kind of a fun little thing that they put in there. Aquafina is hilarious in this movie. Uh, She is one of the shining lights of this movie. Uh, I did like the main protagonist in this movie rachel in this like she did have like you know very uh headstrong uh, approach to a lot of things that she, where she needed to be headstrong uh all in all like i feel like w- once again it feels like there's a lot of side stories for this that don't really get like a whole lot of exposure to it like with some of the other uh with the bro- two brothers and the sister i think is what it is because it's oh, mostly the, yeah the cousins that a- yeah because it's mostly the astrid and then yeah they didn't talk about because it mostly like you said astrid gets like most of the main light with like her husband cheating on her you don't really hear a lot about the director cousin nor do you hear a lot about like you know the uh other cousin uh ronnie who him and his wife just like very openly like hate each other but they can't say it out in public kind of thing like i wanted to see a little bit more about their side stories with this one also like it seems like there was like a whole lot of uh, split between like for this being a romance movie between Nick and Rachel, like they're not really together in a whole lot of the scenes. It's very like um, them kind of being split apart through a lot of it, but uh, it is a pretty decent story. I did like how they kind of mixed it up when it came to like the villainy of the story, how basically Eleanor is like mostly the main villain in this movie, but she's not at the same time. And then a lot of the women that just kind of see her as a gold digging whore the entire time, uh how they turn her into like you know kind of high school drama of it kind of showing like you know high school drama never really ends even whenever you're an adult and it doesn't matter what your class is it still kind of happens i did kind of like that aspect of it though there are some kind of like dry said some boilerplate uh rom-com parts of this movie but i also know this movie was very important when it came to asian americans uh being able to be lead casts in this movie i do also know that um the actress who played rachel they had to fight to put her in this movie. Apparently, even the guy who wrote the book had to get involved with uh, fighting to put her in the movie because the production company, uh, WB, actually did want a white actress to play Rachel in this movie. And they had to fight to get an actual Chinese lead for this one. And that would just kind of ruin Yeah, it, a it lot would not work. It, honest to God, would not work at all. Uh, but there's that. I know that this movie is super important to Asian culture. And because this movie exists, that means that we got some other movies later on, like Everything Everywhere All at Once and Minari and uh, Ray... The Disney movie. I can't remember the full Raya. name. But the, was it Raya? The Last Dragon? Yeah, yeah, Raya the Last Dragon. And how we get more movies like that in America now because movies like Crazy Rich Asians did very well, which means that this is a movie I will defend for that reason because these stories should still be able to be told. And yeah. so for that, I, I'd say it's still like 6.5, maybe 7 out of 10 for this one. More above 5. It is above <laughs> 5. Like, I did enjoy this movie. It, like I said, it's not my favorite, but I did enjoy the movie. Fair enough. Yeah, it ha- it ha- holds a lot of importance. It does, and I think they knew that. So, yeah. And they fought to make sure that importance was shown in this, and I honestly do very much respect that about this movie. And this movie was very much like I don't want to say like a touchstone, but like it kind of like mo- it's moving forth with showing that like it's okay to have an all Asian cast or to have 
main Asian characters. And because uh, like I know that there's like this whole big thing of especially when it comes to, like male Asian actors, how they always have to have them be like this goofy side character. And therefore, they don't really tend to show like more attractive Asian males in movies for that. And then like there's a lot of Asian women who are also meant to be somewhat eye candy in the movie. And they're not kind of almost lamp characters in comparison. And there's uh, some are uh, most of the women are rather smart and charismatic in this movie too so i think that it is although there are some kind of boilerplate things about this movie i think it is very, i do know this movie is very important towards pushing forth cultural relevant cultural relevance ah, finally got it out <laughs> you got it yeah i'd agree good good score better than Jarius. yeah way better than Jarius. <laughs> e i final thoughts it's a two now <laughs> wow well, it's a seven now drive <laughs> uh, such a hater uh yeah this movie's neat it's a it's a lot of fun i like a lot of aspects about it uh, it's like we kept saying the cinematography is way better than you would ever expect from a rom-com yeah um yeah i don't know there's not much i can really say that hasn't already been said a lot uh so you know i i think a seven seems fair too gonna hit dry with a lot of gut punches i'd rather watch this over like the uncharted movie or the james bond movie <laughs> that's just insane that's insane <laughs> i was listening to e i okay so i wanted this movie on here for so long yeah and the ultimatum was okay liz but you have to host it mm -hmm. which is you know he's been such a delight through this whole thing <laughs> i can see why <laughs> yeah. there's a reason you had to be the one to host this one yeah, um, so I play The Sims while they watch boy movies, <laughs> and they were watching James Bond. <laughs> I just hear E downstairs, like, oh my god, this is never ending. Like, <laughs> that movie fucking ends seven times, and it doesn't matter any of them. <laughs> so the amount of i was and i was waiting for that i'm like i know e is very vocal and the movie is too long during the movie yeah. so and it didn't happen so at that point i was like okay i'm winning it's fine. <laughs> yeah liz wins i didn't say it could have been shorter <laughs> could have been shorter though no I, no joke i didn't feel that with this movie Don't how long was this all. movie again <laughs> two hours yeah this movie's two hours long it didn't feel like it. I think it's actually longer than James Bond. Well, James Bond should have ended when it was done. <laughs> See, Ethan thinks it's a good length. I actually think it should have been longer because there's some side stories that needed to breathe a bit more. Because you want to know. Yeah. yeah. How do you um, feel that my biggest gripe is that there's not enough of it? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't think Jiraiya ever expected this outcome for me. I, I don't know. I'm just bitter. Jiraiya <laughs> is the so way that bitter. He's seething. In his chair. The way you that, guys can't see yeah. it, but... I will say, the way that Drya uh, described this movie to me was basically how to lose a guy in 10 days, but Asians. That's not true at all. That's not no, it's not at all. <laughs> he said it's like a boilerplate rom-com, and that's what my... boilerplate rom-com. <laughs> I think I even has said... the structure better. of a rom-com, just the only difference is you don't have the 10 minutes in the beginning of them having the meet cute, but this still has the third act misunderstanding, no matter how you try and say it's not a third act misunderstanding. Just because it's not their fault doesn't mean it's not a third act misunderstanding. It's literally that exact plot ploy. <laughs> uh, but it's just a little better. <laughs> it's a little better. It is better. Different. The uh, first 20 minutes of this movie, I knew exactly how it was going to end. It was very boring. It's not yeah, well, interesting. Sometimes you need predictable in your life. 
Disagree. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. In context of Mr. this, I want to live in my hobbit hole forever. It needs some predictability. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. I accept the scores on this side of the room. Okay. <laughs> I love this movie. It is my favorite rom-com. There aren't a lot of good rom-coms anymore. I don't watch a lot of them, honestly. I think the other one that came out recently, which wasn't even a rom-com per se. It was Past Lives that came out last year. Um, it's not really a rom-com, but it's a it's a love story. Um between two people that have like separated so like that that one was also very good um and i don't think rom-coms are are good as much anymore but i still don't like boy yeah, movies past so. lives is definitely not a rom-com i would almost put that in the anti-love category it's, no it's a love friendship that's a good movie that's a complicated movie it's a good one so um so yeah i'll watch this wherever it is except for on our blu-ray player it's just a lot of work okay and (laughs) um but i would probably give it um i'd probably give it an 8.5 okay um so my favorite rom-com good no i didn't say it was my favorite i said it was the best one in a long time they don't just they don't make good ones anymore what's your favorite you think my favorite rom-com ever i don't know 13 going on 30. I don't know. I've seen that one a lot. I've seen a lot of the ones in the 2010s multiple, multiple times. So have I. It's why I don't like rom-coms. Love Sweet Home Alabama. Boo. That's a song. It is a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> You'll never guess how it ends. Probably The Notebook is probably my favorite. <laughs> that one I'd give a 10. I don't know if that's a rom-com. It's a rom-com. It is. It's the just... Notebook? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a rom-com. Absolutely, it's a rom-com. No, it's not. That one just doesn't have the decency to have the third act misunderstanding and then have the makeup. It's the third act misunderstanding. It's like, and that's how it all ends. Anyway, da, 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 I'm glad. Da, da. No, no, it's no, like, no. anyway, I'm glad that we're together now, though. <laughs> like, it doesn't even have the explanation of how they got it, It's not even that. Airs. The only reason I say it's not a rom-com is because it's not a comedy movie. How is an old man like trying to remind his wife that, she, uh, that has dementia that they're married of a comedy movie? I'd argue most rom-coms aren't comedy movies. But I'm... So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is very. I like it very much. Um, I'm glad it's finally on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> wait till the end of the year where it's gonna be fighting for the number one spot at the. <laughs> <laughs> if this even makes it in the top ten, I'm gonna be so angry. Well, me and E have a goal. Me and E have a goal. Quit on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I will say Liz called the uh, called us a bunch of bitches a lot less during this episode than I thought she would. I can accept other people's opinions. Um a lot of the time you can have your you can have your opinion. I know that the love of rom coms is not high in the world, okay? That's fair. So, I don't know what the When money you guys did made. your Christmas thing. I mean, yeah, but probably because they were just Asians and it's not seen in theaters very often like that. More so. But um, I gave you guys your Christmas movies one year. I knew you guys yeah. were going to like them. <laughs> so, but it was great for me. Um, but yeah, so I just love Aquafita. I will show. 
She is I'll really great in this movie. I'll talk about her at any time, any point to like, because I know half the world hates her and I don't know why. And I. It's probably because she's a girl. Maybe. I don't know. I think she said something and like they tried to cancel her and she didn't, but I don't know what it was and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> don't really what care. You, something you like she homies. eats babies. Just check out her Twitter account. There's a swastika. Like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that and that she doesn't have a Twitter account because people are were like mean to her on Twitter or something like that. And I, but I don't know. But she's active on every other social, and I mean, she still has jobs and stuff. I don't know. But I mean, I'll I'll show I'll show her anytime, and except for her music. <laughs> Sorry. That's where Jariah steps in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I'm super happy. Jariah's really happy. I don't ever, I'll never ask for this movie to be know, on again. Know, I think so. we should run it back. Do a replay? Yeah. Like at I, the I, end I, of the year, let's rewatch it again and should, see if our thoughts change yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should actually like throw it in with the uh, the remakes of uh, Asian horror movies. The horror movies? Yeah, I think like that, we should every month, we should just like rewatch this one. Yeah, it would scare me. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to even take naps if you have to watch it. I just I wouldn't be on it anymore. I just couldn't do I I don't think I can ever watch this movie again. We'll see. Liz is gonna watch it tomorrow. <laughs> she probably <laughs> will. Just kidding. I do give myself a breather. A breather sometimes. You know? I, I it's always funny. I talk about this a lot. Where like you guys will like watch this these things over and over and I'm like, Yeah, I watched two episodes of something the other day. It was crazy. <laughs> Of a show I've been mean, background noise, man. And I'm not a music person, so I can't do that. I need I need to try to focus on it. Like I'll I'll be focusing if I'm like trying to put a show on, so I just I can't do it as like background noise. <laughs> but I'm happy that the majority of the people on this podcast like this movie. Three out of four agree. <laughs> <laughs> just like dentists. <laughs> Um, so thank you for watching it. I know the energy was just so high up there when we started. <laughs> um, and it was a nice surprise that it was actually up there. And I'll even <laughs> accept the three from Jariah because honestly, I thought it was going to be like a negative two. So <laughs> we have yet to watch a movie that's I'm so good. bad that it's negative, but I have one on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Maybe um, if Jariah accepts it. <laughs> Bring it, I don't care. <laughs> He's lost. Apparently, He's we just watched Crazy Rich Asians now. So. <laughs> what do you mean we just watched? We this is a highly spirit. requested movie. <laughs> it has like an actual like there were so many signs historical significance too. Yeah, yeah. So Robbie's probably I don't know. <laughs> Robbie's probably gonna bring like a Russian guy doing a funny dance for ten minutes. <laughs> it's not a movie. It's not far off actually. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, well, the just things play, he, to he'll, come. He'll play yes. it five times, and that makes it a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, does E still tell us where you can listen to us? I do. Uh, so, we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Gives you a link to our social media, the one, uh, <laughs> our <laughs> podcast stuff, though you guys probably have a pretty good idea of what you want to listen to us on, and our Twitch stream every Wednesday most Thursdays, every Saturday, we play video games. Wednesday, I try it, and Sam probably are done playing Evil West. By the time Almost. this comes out, we should be done with Evil West. Uh, Thursday is Random Fighters. Me and D have a big old wheel of fighting games, and we spin it and play a random one for 30 minutes, and we do about three. 
Uh, we played some funny <laughs> shit. We played a fucking bootleg uh, NES fighting game that had the characters from Super Mario Kart. <laughs> and we kept it on the wheel, which last week we had a game that was so boring, we took it off the wheel. <laughs> so that's saying something. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, that in Saturday... I don't know. We we're we've been bad about playing Ghost Trick. I don't know if we're fighting, <laughs> be playing it or not. Ghost Trick has just been such a mess. I don't even know if last week we played it when this comes out. Somehow a game that had nothing to do with our like just me being here put the curse of Robbie on it. Apparently, it's just our, our timing is just not working with yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's not a game you could just do like. Well, you could kind of do one bit, but it would take forever. And Dry would be like, I don't remember any of this. I just. I feel like it's a much longer game than it needs to be, and our format's not working for it. I don't know. <laughs> you played, like, two hours of it. I know. I'm saying, like, I feel like it needs to be more than, like, what a normal one of our sessions are. Oh, I thought you said that... I thought you meant the game was too long. I was like, what? You just started. No, that's what I mean. Like, the game's too long, and I feel like to make, like, any real significant progress, you need to play it for a much longer period of time. Yeah, I'm saying, I thought you were, like, complaining that the game... <laughs> Oh, no, I like the game. Yeah, I was like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see what it is. Yeah, it's looking like we won't play a lot. Dry works too much is the real issue here. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Anyway, he's, he, he's up on my terms somehow, which sucks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then we have the archive of all the streams and our Twitch highlights. Uh, every Friday, there has been a new episode of The Last of Us coming out. Uh, there's going to be a couple more after this one. I just finished the editing one, and man, I edit out me dying so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at video games, guys. <laughs> Not good at uh, AAA, that's for sure. I'm sure. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just bad at video games. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you kick the shit out of me and dry when it comes to fighting games. Yeah, I could probably beat you guys with one hand behind my back if I tried. You but... should try that. That'd be co- I, I wish there's like a couple games that do this where like you could do a 2v1. But there's not enough to like do it, dedicate a whole thing to it. Mm, and gotcha. I wish there was because I think that would be really fun. Actually, you know, this is non sequitur, but uh, something that I think would be fun is uh, Dragon Ball Z has a thing where you can all be on the same team and do a raid <laughs> uh, where it's just like you fight through seven different fights. Uh, and then Guilty Gear Strive is actually adding a mode where you can like all be on a team. And although I think that would just be online, so we would get our ass whooped. Absolutely. Um, but if it's not, that would be a fun thing to mess about in. And Guilty Gear is actually pretty, well, so is Dragon Ball. Both of those are actually very simple fighting games. Uh, Dry, I watched me play the Dragon Ball one, and I explained uh, the intricate combo system uh, during it, which is uh, mash the X button. Looks far more complicated than it is, apparently. Yeah. Which... We're not, like, good at any of these fighting games, by the way. <laughs> we just know how to play some of them. Anyway, so, yeah, that's that's all that stuff. Yeah. Well, Liz, thanks for bringing the movie. You're welcome. Even if I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> he has once to again, dries the hater in the room. He has to twist the knife. She's got every time. Um, Robbie, thanks for being here. Yeah. Ethan, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with more movies. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.